Greetings! This is The Third Degree with James Major Burns, and I am your host, James Major Burns. I hope you all enjoyed the first couple of episodes that we had, or that we, that I put out. <laughs> but um, I'm excited, and still nervous, still getting into the round of things. So I'm going to get into this episode. I'm going to start off again letting you all know that the reason I'm here is to create a safe space, an outlet for myself and others to speak on things that we are going through in our life and in our worlds. It's a chance for us to share the scenes behind a creative mind and talk about the perception that the world sees on us. And we get to laugh, learn, and share here. So, I have a guest today. Uh, the Curtis A. Jones, and the A is for amazing, the A <laughs> is for awesome, and the A is for about that life. Ladies and gentlemen, Curtis A. Jones. Hi, guys. Oh, the crowd goes wild. They love you. How are you today? <laughs> I'm fine. How are you? I am so excited. <laughs> I've been talking to you for the longest. So yes. it's May. Yes. And originally, we had an idea. And that's the thing about ideas. They come so often and right. we have so many, but you can't make all of them mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. And some of it takes a lot longer time than you think. So we wanted to do an idea of like having like a live talk show audience because like growing up and seeing TV shows and they have the live audience, you can mm-hmm. hear them respond. Right. I felt like that would be good for something for us to have like just around the city. Yeah. Because I feel like we, people always have big city dreams, but it's just dreams, period. Right. You can make it happen here. Yes. And I feel like we might as well be the ones to make it happen here. I'm about it. So I feel like for me, I'm going to be initially interviewing people like from around the city that have inspired me that I've known or I feel like people kind of want to know a little bit more behind their story mm-hmm. so you know I like so that. who is the man behind the photos on social media because right. we know that um sensational sassy uh, model <laughs> isn't always Curtis oh wow so um I'll just tell you like we were talking about this a little bit before we started. So mm-hmm. I've kind of known you since high school. Oh, yes. But we didn't really know each other. Right. Just kind of like known like who each other was. Right. You know, kind of seen each other like at social events. And right. especially like I really got to know more about you seeing you like down at open mic night. Right. And like really seeing you perform and, you know, just you and who you were, so kind of getting the feel of who you were and the person you are, so. That's why I love the Roundup. It really brought out um, a lot of creatives in the city. Even if you weren't a singer or a poet or musician, it just brought out people in the city, and we were there having a great time. It was such a good time. Oh, my God. I looked forward to it. Every, what was it, every Wednesday? Every Wednesday for a while, then they dropped down there. Once a month. two times, Uh, one time a month, and then. We we have to get that back. We have to do something Right, I said, do y'all need a couple of dollars? Right, because we'll pay. We We will pay. pay. I swear, I said, $10, like, because I go to Cleveland, and I go to this 
open mic, but it's a poetry night. Is it at, it's at the B side? Is it the B side? They do it there, and oh. there's they do um they have different venues. Okay, okay, but, gotcha. And they do I think they do it four times a month, but the one I go to they do it like the first and the third. Okay. And then there's another one they do the second and the and second fourth, and the fourth like okay. Thursday or something. Oh, nice. Okay. Pay eight or ten dollars to get in there every time, and, and I don't time. complain because it's it's what you love and that you enjoy it. And I, I think it's because, oh, it's Cleveland. Cleveland's a bigger city. Mm-hmm. But I might, even myself, I'd probably be like, $8? What do I need to pay $8? But even if it here? was here, we would pay it. I'm, it I'm was, getting in. I, mean, I like, paid to get into events here. Yes. And don't mind. Even if they don't work out, hey, that's what I had to do. I tell somebody, right. somebody told me one time that <clears throat> they didn't really care for one of like the shows we put on. Mm. I was like, so do you, like, you feel like you shouldn't have paid? Because oh. when you go to a movie, right, and you see a movie, uh, you don't you, get your money. You don't back. get your money back Not at all. Mm-mm. When you when you go through the draft through, you might get your money back if you complain. But there's certain things when you purchase, that's final. That's final. Like, no refunds, baby. No refund. So no exchanges. Um, right. <laughs> so we kind of knew who each other were. Getting to know each other. You know, you kind of had a, I kind of had a perception of who I thought you were a little bit. And it wasn't that different from like who you actually were. Okay. Because it wasn't like I had like a bad mm-hmm. um, perception of you at all. Right. But I'm like, I think he's kind of like, you know, it seems to have like good energy. Yeah. Definitely a hard worker. So knowing yeah. you from who you were like when we were younger and mm-hmm. then seeing you gradually grow and build. And what I, like, what I, see it as this. I like saw you just grow your business and just mm. seem to be happier. You started traveling the world yes. and it just made me wow. feel, it just made me feel good. I was just like, that, that is just so amazing. It's just, every time I saw you, I was just like, how are you? I'm so happy for you. Like, <laughs> Listen, I'm about taking life by the horns and riding it till the end. I feel like a lot of us are here like someone always told me, they say, are you living or are you just existing? And yes. I said, I want to live. I want to, you know, I don't want to just go through the norm, getting up every day, going to work, coming home. Just if I just to stay you alive. Know, just, you know, I want to live, you know. So um, I'm loving life right now and I'm excited about it. Well, what I wanted to ask, I did have one question. Mm-hmm. Being... Okay, what I want to know is, what is your title when it comes to hair? What is my title? Um, master stylist. Where my pen at? Let me, <laughs> let me listen, I wrote it down. I said, title, hair, I left it blank because I didn't want to say hairdresser. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if you were hairographer mm-hmm. or hairstylist. Master stylist. stylist. Okay, y'all heard it it's- here first. <laughs> But people close to me, you know, that's what I, you know, that's what I call myself. And that's what you are. And that's what I am. And, um, but, you know, my friends or, you know, my mom or dad or say, they're like, oh, you're a hair designer or da 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 da, you know. But, you know, I say a master stylist. I, l- I love my craft. I'm, I'm glad you do. And we're going to get into that. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to ask, being a master stylist and a person that people do know, mm-hmm. how do you deal with people coming up to you with um, a perceived um, a perception, yeah, a perception of, of you before they get to you and they think something of you? So they might react to you or treat you a certain way. Because some people think they know you when they don't know you. They don't. Um, I'm pretty much an open book. So um, 
more so what you perceive is probably what it is. Um, but, you know, I treat everyone the same, you know, with kindness or, you know, uh, many people come to you, they have all different types of issues, you know, and as far as being a hairstylist or dealing with the, the public, you have to have great customer service. Right. And know that every person's need is different and, you know, try to deal with it the best you can. So you kind of touched on one of the things I wanted to talk about mm -hmm. is the many hats you wear mm -hmm. being a master stylist. Yeah. I'm going to keep saying that. Yes. Hashtag master, master stylist. stylist. <laughs> I'm going to keep saying that so you all can hear it. You heard it here first. Right. So being a master stylist, mm -hmm. you put on many hats. Yes, we do. So you become yeah. a friend, a consultant, yes. a therapist. Mm -hmm. All of that. You're a motivator, a supporter. Yes. You're uplifter. Yes. You know, you're encourager. On somebody's mm -hmm. visual. Yes. And you know how it is, especially for women, because they're mm -hmm. the most criticized beings right. on the planet. Their hair is their glory. Their hair is their glory. I say, you know, looking good on the outside is feeling good on the inside. And, you know, um, you never know what someone's day is like, you know, when they're coming to sit in your chair, you know, it's an experience you give them. Yes, you want them to mm -hmm. escape. You want them to take that Right, their retreat, yes. Right, it's, sometimes it's their only personal time that they have. This could be away from their job or, you know, away from their kids or their, you know, busy life or work schedule, so. Like some people have to mm -hmm. bring their kids. Um, yeah, they do, but me personally, I like to keep that you know, out of the way, because, you know, I have a lot of clients there. Yes. So we don't want to cause, you know, confusion or kids to be getting into chemicals or anything like that. So right. So just for a quick pause, where do you take your clients? Let the people know. Where do I take my clients? Yes. Well, I work at Ryan's Chair Salon. It's at 2935 Glenwood Avenue here in Youngstown, Ohio. One more time. 2935 Glenwood Avenue here in Youngstown, Ohio. I hope you heard that. <laughs> How long have you been there? I have been there going on four years now. That's great. I've mm -hmm. always liked Ryan's chair. Yeah. Now, I haven't been in there because, as you can see, <laughs> I don't have much to get rid of or shape <laughs> up. We have barbers there, so no worry. I, right. So, <laughs> I... Only as of last year, started mm -hmm. going to the barbershop mm -hmm. to get my beard lined up. Okay. Because I was just at home. Working my dad it out. Did it himself yeah, right. All my life. I used to help him. We get up, we shave his head with the raise, uh -huh. you know, the liners, uh -huh. and then he lined himself up. So yeah. I was doing the same thing. Exactly. But going to the barbershop, I was like, you know, it's a, it's a whole experience. It's a whole other thing. Yeah. I go to Bar Knuckle in Austin Town. Oh, nice. Okay. Austin Town, the West Side. I got okay. a young sound address. Right, right. <laughs> So I go there, and the guy I go to, his name is JD. Okay. And he was cutting Trey's hair. Trey is my fiance. Okay. Yeah. He was cutting Trey's hair. So I was like, well, you know what? I need um, my head shaved before we went to Vegas. Right. So, you know, Trey has been going to him for a couple years now. For a long now, time. Okay. And he always talks highly of him nice. and how they have great conversations. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know what? Let me go check it out. And he was hilarious. He was just as great as... Trey, Trey, totally. Wow. And great. it was an experience. It made me 
enjoy the moment yeah like being there Mm -hmm. like the last time i went he was running a little late because he had a new and this is how much he cared about his customers he had Mm -hmm. a new customer it was a woman okay and he's like i couldn't just rush through her hair because i hadn't Mm -hmm. cut her hair before i didn't know the texture i didn't know how you know it was going to work with me so i had to take my time so he had to like you know push some things back yeah i wasn't upset at all yeah thankfully i didn't have anything to do and if i couldn't get in that day I wouldn't have been mad. I'm glad I was there. He was remorseful. Okay. And the hair meant something to him. Right. To, yeah. you, you know, right. make sure that she felt comfortable. Exactly. She was the first client of the day, and she threw off everything. At first, I was like, I t- no, she should have been like, no, reschedule. <laughs> reschedule. But she still came. They ended up knowing each other and he had wa- a long He wanted history. to make sure that she was going to come back. Yes. Right. And, th- and that's what I really liked. He right. cared about his business and mm-hmm. his reputation speaks for himself when he can call those customers and say, hey, I'm running a little late. Exactly. And they're like, yeah, no problem. Because him and his, the assistant who was calling people, mm-hmm. I, like, I could hear the conversation. Some people came in. They were like, all right, I'm cool. I'll wait. I'll wait, yeah. So I was going to say, yeah. I hear a lot from my female friends okay. how stylists, whether it's makeup artists, nail mm-hmm. stylists, mm-hmm. or hairstylists, how bad the business is in Youngstown. Oh, really? Wow. And in Cleveland about girls being late, mm-hmm. having to reschedule mm-hmm. the prices. So can mm-hmm. you speak on that a little bit? What do you know of it or heard of? Okay, well, as well, okay, so clarify. What do you mean bad business? Is it do you feel like the So the, one of the biggest things I hear from my my friends or on mm-hmm. um like social media mm-hmm. is how late mm-hmm. the stylists are or okay. how bad they are at scheduling appointments. Okay. Okay. Okay, so on that, speaking on that, like you just said clearly, the first thing you said, if one person is late, it'll throw your whole day off. So say, for instance, if your client, your first one, comes in and you have them scheduled for a relaxer cutting style. She's a regular, but she comes and says, okay, Curtis, I need a rinse today. That's an extra 20 minutes on your, on your time. But... There are some stylists who are, I don't want to say, okay, I can either say, no, I didn't schedule schedule you for that today, and stay on time. Then you might say, for instance, they say, oh, I've been coming to you for all this time, and you won't even do that. Then you might lose money. Right. Then, in the next breath, do it and stay. I mean, it's kind of a... I don't know. It's, it's, a it's lot hard. To, to it's very hard it. because you're pulled so many different ways. But see, the thing is, is when you have a, I don't want to say a residual clientele, they kind of know how you run. And every person isn't for every stylist right. because we all have different lifestyles. Right. So if you're the type of person that, um, I don't want to say, you know that you have to be in the chair at four o'clock. You don't want to go to a stylist that is in high demand because they are right. They have a lot going on, and I do think customers mm-hmm. don't think about that going into that. They right. think, oh well, I've seen his hairstyles; it, right. it's, that'll look great on me. It's right, but there's a lot more that goes into it, it's like you said, more. as far as customers. It's a business for you, it's, yeah. and they don't necessarily understand that part of it for you. That you have to right. think about that time, mm-hmm. and like you said, you could be the person that says, oh. 
you know, I, I have a very strict schedule to stick to. Right. And people should be able to respect understand that. that. Understand that. Exactly. Understand that without going to social media and be like, hey, what even? It was right. only going to take 20 minutes. 20 minutes that you did not have exactly. for your appointment. True. Exactly. Right. And then right. you don't want to. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure with people, they don't want to get on social media or anything and have a back and forth with anyone. People can go and drag your name through the mud and mm-hmm. you can literally, literally do nothing about it. And right. people will believe them even though it's not true. Right, right. But it's a, but it's the luck of the draw. Right. The, our, I mean, our goal is, as far, as far as people in the industry, of course, we want all of our clients to be pleased or we want to satisfy them, but it's customer service. I mean, you can't, you can't please everyone. You, right. want, you want to, you know, of course we do, but it's just, it's just how life is. So. Right. So when did your interest start for Hair. hair. Uh, I was really young. I used to, it was funny, I used to watch my mom do her hair. And it's funny, she would say, boy, get out of here, you know, you don't watch me do her hair, <laughs> boom, boom. And I, I always say that to her, and I'm like, mom, now look, you know, <laughs> like, look, you were saying that, right. but like, now look. Look, so we, um, had you let me help you, we could have been. Right, nice. exactly. Yeah, but so I was, I was very young. Um, but I didn't start getting really into it, into it until I was in high school. So I would say like ninth, 10th grade, that's when I really dabbled in it. So were you busting heads before that? Like, were you braiding hair? Would you? It started braiding. That's what it really started. It started braiding. Now it's like, I hate braiding. I feel like that's the most natural thing to do. Like you don't have to, you don't need anything else besides your hair. Your hands and Mm -hmm. the hair. Yeah. Braiding and flat ironing. What what was it back then? You said now you hate braiding? I mean, I'm not a, I'm not one of these master braiders. You know how they do all the feed-ins and oh, all yeah. that. No, I don't do all of that. I've always um, been so interested in how the braid, you can't tell where you added the hair. Yeah, I'm that's like, that's the feed-in. I will look at yeah. somebody say it like, Isn't it amazing? I'm it like, is where amazing. is the hair? Right, it's amazing. They they come up with so much stuff. So, I mean, it, things evolve, so we have to it's keep up It's real heavy it. nowadays. Mm-hmm. I tell you, I'm like, right. is your head? Like, when I used to see girls, like, you know, eyebrows touching the back of their neck. Uh-huh. It's like, are you okay, honey? Ooh. That looks Ooh. like it's painful. Mm. I tried to get puffs and braids one time. Ooh. I was like... Take them out. Listen. Take them out. Ooh, it will give you a facelift so quick. Yes, it will. Mm. And it just wasn't for me. Right. So when did you start getting paid? Because I'm sure if you had friends, you probably was like, I was just... When did I start getting paid? Like, mm. when you start charging that first day, like, all right, you know, people... Oh, I was in high school. I, oh, no, yeah. No, that's right. Oh, yeah. That's how I got that lunch money, okay? Come through. <laughs> Come through. See, that is a hustle oh, in the yeah. heart. Oh, yeah. It was going down. Um, Were you doing hair at school? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, um, remember, like, picture day and stuff like that? And the girls, like, you know, back then, that's when they would, like, do, like, the braids, and it would be, like, to halfway, half of your head, and then the, you know, the rest they of They just leave the rest down. Twisties and all of that. Yeah. I used to love girls with we the We was doing that. <laughs> the little coil, little cool thing. I remember oh, yeah. when coils got big. I was like, mm, it just looked like the NBC thing with the, um... Right, the, the peacock to me—that's what yes. girls' heads look like, right there. It was that is so funny because nobody would dare wear that today. But, no, um, and if somebody did, they would yeah. read yes. them. Right. So, did you know that you were a businessman? Did you know that you would be able to handle business the way you did? No, before I didn't. You got into it? Absolutely not. No, um, I'm. I, I'm a I'm a go getter. I say that and. So I didn't think of it as business-wise. 
I thought of it as, you know, me just doing what I love and um, managing the money that I was receiving the best I could. Um, but as I got older and, you know, more established into the industry, then the business part of it came, you know. Um, it's, you know, each of us, is, uh, as we call it, um, independent contractors, we have to, you know, run our business the best we can. It, 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 it's, it, it will, um, how do I want to say, it'll benefit us in the end. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I, when you said, um, what did you say? I didn't understand. Oh, I can't remember exactly what you said. Oh, shoot. <laughs> um, what, was it, what was it about? I just had it, but then you started talking about right. something. At least I was listening. You were. Yeah. I was listening. Right. So if I think of it again, I'll, um, yeah. I'll ask you again. So when did you first start working in a shop? As soon as I got my license, um, I did hair from home for years, and I also worked with the MRDD, so I used to do hair from home, and then... So how was I that, inviting people into your home? Ooh, it was, it was trying, you know, it, it was, since I wasn't licensed at that time, it was what I had to do, Right. and I was afraid to let my full-time job go, because I was so used to, you know, the getting a check, you know, right. and... You know, it's a, a lot of, you know, new and upcoming stylists now or people in the industry, whether it's, you know, nails, hair, estheticians, whatever it is. A lot of us are scared to, um, I don't want to say leave that security blanket, because if you're not working, you're not getting paid. Listen, I'm a, I'm a performer. I'm a stage performer. You're always in high demand. I'm not in the right. area where we're in high demand. So we think about that all the time. I'm like, you know, yeah. we put on our shows. Yeah. We can make some money, but it's not like this high demand yeah. around here. Right. We would love to just leave our jobs and have and more time to love. work on our right. craft. But we're afraid because at the moment, we don't know how it's going to be established to be a security blanket mm -hmm, for us to mm -hmm. be stable. Yeah, right. Definitely. So what did it take for you to finally say, I can do this? I had to have faith. I had to have faith. I knew when it had got to the point of where what I was doing, I was doing what I was getting off of work. I was I worked full-time midnights, and then I would... Um, get up first thing in the morning, as soon as I got off, took a shower, and then start working. I'm like, why am I busting my butt trying to go to work? And then I'm making just as much as I would on my job, you know, in less time. I'm like, and, doing and, I'm, and I'm doing what I don't. love, what I love. I'm right. like, this is what I need to do. Um, so I said, I have to give it up, and I'm going to school. So what school did you go to? Raphael's. Now, school where day. is that? It is in Boardman. It's in Boardman, Ohio. Which plaza? It's, do you know where, okay, it's kind of, it's across from Giant Eagle, you know. Um, okay. Yeah, so it's. Oh, yeah, yeah, Is yeah. it like close, it's on the same side of Los Gallos? Mm-hmm. Okay, right yeah, next Yeah, it's to like that. right next door, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. I, I, so how, so how long had you been doing hair before you went to school? Oh, wow. I've been doing hair since 2004, and I went to school in 2014, so 2015. Yeah. 10, 11 years. So mm -hmm. how was it walking into that environment with all the experience that you already had and what they were about to teach you and change. Okay, so the pre-notion that they had was, okay, Curtis is coming to school because I was already well-known before I started school. So they were like, okay, Curtis is coming to school. And they already thought that, oh, 
this is what they, the, the perception that they had. They thought that I thought that I knew everything. And I told them, I said, no, I want you to teach me as if I didn't know anything. You know, anything. Right. Because th- there's a reason for school. And the habits and things that I may have created doing here 10 years prior to me going to school, some of them weren't right, you know? Right. So, you, you know, have to make school, it do what is, you do. school is there for a reason, right. you know? And, it can all, and there's always room for growth. You can go take a day. class right now to Every perfect day. what you already are close to perfect Exactly. On. And the bad thing about, and sometimes I do it also, I mean, sometimes yeah. you got to be careful about people you're around or mm-hmm. that's what you do. You just, when you see someone, you just think about different things. If right. you see a person, it just makes your mind go. Yeah. But I try not to judge people off of what I think of them or what other mm. people have said about them. Now, you can be hesitant or have a guard. You don't have to be best friends. Yeah. But you know, right. Yeah. Give them a chance to show you who they are. Yes. Yeah. Because I, I get this sometimes too. Like, oh, he probably think he know everything or he's going to think he knows everything. Wow. But I've judged people based off of what somebody else has said. And me, them, I'm like, wow, I was, I was kind of rude. And that person is it's not even It's not even who, right. that you know. Per- I'm like, Mm-hmm. It was a situation one time I was like, my friend is the one with the problem. Right. This person is cool. Right. I have to go back. I'm like, you got to get on. You got to get to know them for yourself. You know? Right. You can't yeah. jump, jump the gun and judge mm-hmm. a book by its cover. Yeah. Now check the cover out though. Check the cover Do, out. Give me a little check detail. Check it out. Check it out. <laughs> so next, I want to talk about love. Mm. Let's talk about Love. So, how is your love life going currently? Oh wow, it is. I'm courting. Okay, that's what I'll say. I'm yes, courting I like at the that. Moment. That's courting. classy. Yes. It's presentable. Yes, yes. <laughs> courting. I'm courting. Um, I'm courting, and it's kind of hard, I'll say, for me, um, because I am. I work a lot. Um, and I've just been used to doing that. So the kind of problem that I may have is some guys that I may be interested in. They're like, well, you work too much or this, that, and the other. But, How many hours do you work a week? Oh, God. Oh, my goodness. I, I've i went down. I used to work seven days a week. Then I went to five when I you know, became a professional. And now I work four days a week. So it's at least 12 hours a day each day. Um but the reason why I went to four days a week, um, well, I am so disappointed in myself. Ooh, no, I cannot. My, you are fine. You're fine. I cannot believe I had that up. You I think I had it up to see if will you recover. I can't. I just ooh, I'm gonna get it later. You are fine. Okay, sorry about You're that. You're fine. Carry on. Yeah, so um, I'm, I work four days a week now, um, because I want to live. Yes, I mean, you have been. Yeah, living like you said, no longer right. just existing in this world. You know, right. you have been living. Hmm. So, have you ever been in a serious relationship? I have. Yes. How long ago? Um, I would say it was about a year ago. Mm-hmm. We're still friends. We are still friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That mm-hmm. is nice. So, yes. how long were you together? Uh, we were together for two years. Two years? Mm-hmm. Now, was that the only serious relationship that you were in? 
Um, I was in one when I was probably like eighteen or nineteen. So that's the so that yeah, so getting love, the mm-hmm. beginning. That's a love, love. Right. You infatuation. Ooh, I don't know what you know. Who I was. They yes. just wooed me. It was me. everything about you. It was that first contact. Like, oh, you like me back? Mm-hmm. What? what? I definitely had that. And after I got out of it, I was like, ooh. ooh. And they were older, so you know, I like a little somebody that's a little seasoned. So was like, this ooh. was this season with salt? This most previous <laughs> one? It uh. Um, they're a couple years older than me. Okay, okay, yeah. that's not, that's not <laughs> right. You know, sometimes you need somebody who's a little bit more mature that can teach you something right. about life, a little bit more experience. Okay, yeah. So, tell me about it. How was it? How'd you meet? Um, we met online. That is great. I hope people understand that. Right. Now, I always tell people, you think you're gonna meet somebody crazy online, but if you're online. That's probably a good possibility that somebody else sane is online. If you consider mm-hmm. yourself sane. So right. Don't be afraid. I like that. That's People good. People are curious. That's good. I used to always tell, even when you go to places, if I'm here, somebody else's brain's got to be here because right. I know I'm not, I'm not crazy. Exactly. Right. Because a lot of people, I'm like, I'm like some... A lot of people, they were like, well, where did you meet them? I'm like, online. That's our world today. It is. I mean, everything is social media. I'm not opposed to, you know, meeting somewhere, someone... Somewhere platonically, you know. Right. You know, I'm, of course, we're hopeless romantic. Like, why can't I just bump into somebody at the grocery store in the freezer aisle and like, just fall in love? Hey, you know. Were you going to grab that? It was so crazy. <laughs> this guy in hair school, he told me that he met his husband in the freezer aisle at Giant Eagle. They were both bending down, getting Ben and Jerry's uh-uh. ice cream or something. It was just so cute. They need to I'm go like, back and get that yeah. footage from Johnny. Yes, right. And he proposed to him, like, you know, like how they have, like, sayings on in there. He went to the Ben and Jerry's, whatever, got it custom made and asked them to marry him. It was just the cutest Ooh, that thing. That is so beautiful. I love it was so cute. how being able to... Um, Create the moment to propose for Trey. Oh wow! I love being Ooh, able, able to do that. that. But I was like, oh, dang! I don't get a moment now. I mean, you had a moment. It was you guys' right, it's moment. It's our moment. But I always wanted that. Oh my god! Like you wanted it to be you. And I know I, I met a couple that both of them proposed to each other. I was right. like, oh no, we ain't doing all that. Like how did that? How did that happen? Right. Did, oh, we're know. already engaged. Right. But it's just. For the moment. For it's the moment. Because two guys, they both wanted the moment. They both wanted So I was like, I was like, no, you ain't got to do that, but I am walking down the aisle last. Uh-huh. You, you will be waiting on me. You will be. Ain't that it? Wait. Yeah, you going to wait for it. it. And you know, I'm going to walk out like. <laughs> you know, I know how you be doing Bam. it. Right? I'm going to walk out like. <laughs> Greetings. Boom. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> this here is I, my wedding. How are you? Here I come. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you for being here. No, you're welcome for being here. Right. So. You met your guy online. Mm-hmm. Went on a couple dates. Yes, we dated. Um, wow, the first date was great. We actually went to Nicolini's. Come on. And that's actually which location? The one in Boardman. Okay. Yeah, so we went to Nicolini's. He came down, and we went to Nicolini's, and we just talked for hours and hours and hours, Aww. and just you know, it was great conversation, and that's what I like. As far as getting to know someone, you know, it's more, it's more than a physical attraction. I mean, yes, we want a physical attraction. You need a physical attraction, but yes. We, it's a- where is your mind? You know, and as far as, as being, you know, someone that is almost 30, you know, and that has their stuff somewhat together, you know, I don't have it all together, but it's majority is together. So is that hard looking for people when you have to keep your standards 
at like where you feel like they should be. Right, standards are important, you know, because me as far as projects. me, I have a lot to lose. Yes. I have a lot to lose. And I don't I don't want to let anyone in my life where it will jeopardize what I have built. Right. And cuz then you going to jail. And then right, no. <laughs> come and let's let's collab, let's come together and let's build each other up, you know. So yeah, so it was great. And like I said, he's still my friend. So, you know, um, we had we had a good run. We had a good run. And we still talk every day, Every you know, just at the end of our relationship, we found out that we both were better friends. So, And that's hard. Yeah. But to it's, be able it, to it's make a mature, that decision. But, you know, it's, that's a part of being an adult. It should, it's, it should never have to always be a big blowout or a fight, right. you know? I used to ask my friends yeah. who were dating... Before they would like break up, yeah. I would always ask, "How did you know? How, how do you know when you should end it before it gets too bad? Right. Don't you want to save your like when people have divorces and they, they fall out? I'm like, mm. y'all knew y'all was you were falling out of love, but you kept trying to save it. You kept trying to save it. Right. And I had like friendships that I've had where things were like going, you know, kind of left. Yes. But I was like, no, yeah. you know, we should. I should save this, even though I'm like, well, it's kind of going left. I should kind of like let life happen, but I was trying to make it. Better and they mm-hmm. ended up making it worse. Right. So yeah. it's hard lessons to learn. Being able to do that, it's like, and then, you know, the crazy thing about love is somebody could wake up one day and be like, you know what? I don't really love you anymore. Mm. I was so like, how well, did we fall out of love? Like, how did you fall out of love? Like, right. how did you just wake up and just fall out of love? But I think, unfortunately, I think things like that are natural. And that's, right. But it's a risk. It's, it's a risk. It's a risk you have to take. And yes. everybody is willing to take that risk. But people right. aren't really willing to take more risk on themselves. Mm, and that's what, that's, you know, we, we spread the word. We got to get this knowledge. Ooh, James, that's good. And that that's is what good, I'm James. trying to do is take more risk on myself because yes. we can't keep... I watch a lot of reality TV and mm-hmm. people always say, you watch all of that stuff. Listen, it is somewhat of a life that I wish I could live as far as some of the things they are doing. I'm not just watching it to see them fight. I'm like, these people make some money. Uh, okay. They're making some money. I'm right. seeing what they're doing and we have similar interests. Yeah. So seeing what how they are promoting themselves or starting businesses, I told myself, I was like, you know, I, I knew I should have went to reality TV as mm-hmm. soon as I graduated in 2009. Had I known it was going to pop off uh-huh. and be what it was, yeah. but I couldn't see myself on tv doing certain things right i'm like I, I wanted to go in the real world but i'm like i can't see myself going on tv and talking like this i wasn't out yet mm-hmm. i was mm-hmm. like i can't go on tv and just introduce myself to the world and i Ooh. like i just couldn't do that and so i was just it. like you know what i'm just not ready and i'm glad i didn't go i'm glad i like where my life has ended up i don't yes. have regrets i'm happy about who i am today exactly and i know what i can make of the, rest. the years to come. Exactly. And taking control of right. that. Right. Yeah. So, was your guy, the last guy, was he your type or what's your perfect, like, what's your type? Because the guy you get necessarily isn't going to be the type of guy that attracts. Was he my type? Oh, every bit of it. Mm-hmm. So, what, what what is your type? Is it tall? Um, I like. Large brows. Right. Like he a had brow. a big beard. Oh, I'm a sucker for beards. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> a big beard. Oh, my God. I That's just not what it sounds like. It's going to come out of Right. <laughs> I like a burly type of guy. I don't just know. Like you just nestle into it. Yes, I can just nestle into it. He can just swaddle me up, you know? Um, yeah, he was all that, you know? A manly man. 
Well, that's good. I'm glad that you guys did end on a good note mm-hmm. and that you could still have a mutual respect for each other and that you can still right. support each other because I don't necessarily feel that if you break up with... I always wonder how people break up and then just delete somebody from their lives. Mm. Especially when people date a lot. Right. I'm like, so you was talking to so-and-so for two months and spending all this time with them and now y'all just don't talk at all. At all. And Dang. you just did it again twice. Mm. Mm. Oh, my, I can't do that with my, my emotions. Right. Call this, me this emotional. Too much. Just stretching yourself too thin. I'm like, how, Sway? Mm. How, Sway? Mm. I'm like, seriously, <laughs> I could not do that. Right. And I have friends who are like serial daters. Mm. But I, I understand it. Right. It I it just doesn't work for me. It's a lot of energy. You or know what? It, it this didn't is how I feel. Like getting to know, oh my goodness, it's just so much energy and I don't know if I have I don't know if I personally you, have that in me all the time. I don't. Getting to know someone is a lot. Like right, not on a, a romantic level. Right. <laughs> just period, you yes. know, and then just oh my god and then you're just Getting rid of them like that, like I don't know if I have that energy to keep pushing into that. The hardest thing for me to do is get rid of people mm. and them still be alive. Right. Like, how do you just stop talking to somebody that is alive that you do continue mm. to love? Exactly. Because even though, like, sometimes people just are not good to be around and not good for you. I've had to end friendships, like when I first started dating Trey, mm-hmm. because people were telling me that I was spending too much time with him. Mm. I'm like, okay. Well, like I work, you I'm work, quite sure you know how to juggle. I'm quite sure you know how to juggle your some people, I will say, some people they do not when they get in a relationship, they do not know how to juggle their man and their friends. Right. But as your friend, you should understand you are in a newfound relationship, you're spending time, you know, understand right. that. And I do understand the people who feel like, I, you know, I miss you. Should I just want to see you? Right. I get that, too. And I do feel like the friend in the relationship should understand that as well. Exactly. But for me, I felt like it was, um, people are like, you kind of changed. I'm like, well, for the better. Yeah. Come on. I'm not going out and drinking six nights a week anymore. I'm not single. I'm not doing single right. things. Right. I'm not doing single things. That's what I think. There's a lot of people in relationships. They're still moving like they're single. I mm. wasn't doing single things. That's no, right. I can't go out this weekend because either I don't feel like it or he said we can't. You go. and right. You and Trey have other plans. And if we if if I'm going, he going. Right. It's <laughs> that's just what it became. Right. And if you didn't like that, bye bye. And that's just what it was. Yeah. And my life has turned out for the better. So I didn't. I don't regret decisions that I make. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm going to go at it full force. Yeah. And if I fail or if it's a bad decision, I just have to stand behind it and try to be better. Right. Even if if I, if I was the one at fault, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, that was a bad decision. Sometimes you can't fix things. Yeah. And right. I have to just try to find the good and be better yeah. for the next time I may come across a decision right. or a situation like that. Right. So, tell me about. Your family and your friends, like your support system. Who's your rock? Who do you go to? Oh, they're all, oh my goodness. I have, there's, I mean, my mom, dad, sister, as far as immediate family, they're always there. They always support, um, you know, they're your cheerleaders. And then my best friends, Marcel, Ashley, um, Matthew, yeah, Brandy, listen, um, I love seeing, I feel like All love of them. is tangible. Christopher, everyone. And They're I love just, feeling y'all love for each other. Our energy is it's, just, it's, we it's real energy. well 
our group of friends, we feed well off of each other. We all are each other's cheerleaders. You literally can feel it. Right. And that's what I like about people. And like I said, it's a good energy to to be around. Yeah, right. And sometimes people are upset about that also. But like, like, I love seeing things stand the test of time. Right. Because they, they don't. <laughs> mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. seeing y'all be friends for so long, it's like, I'm like, I'm so, like, sometimes people say that about me and my friends. I'm like, it's good to see that they are still friends because life happens. Listen. Because when people fall out, you're like, it's so, so unfortunate that mm. their relationship worked out that way. Listen, when you're friends with someone and they have seen you with your ups and your downs and they're still, and you guys are still friends and still have that same love for each other, you hold on to that. And your best friend is really good friends with my best friend. <laughs> Shut up, Armour. Yeah. So I already knew that we, we could get yes, along. Yes. I was like, yes. Because uh, when you have friends who could blend, it, right. that's when I know I'm a good person. Yeah. I'm like, I knew I was a good person. If my friends here can get along with my friends, friends here, over here. Mm-hmm. I have a good judge of character. That's right. So I wanted to ask you a few quick questions. Just mm-hmm. some fun questions. Okay. Do you have a celebrity crush? Mmm. Oh my, <laughs> oh my God! That's a lot of them. Oh my God! I know. Who would I? Who is mine? Mm. Okay, I think Columbus Short is just so cute. Still, still, yes. Daddy Columbus, Daddy Columbus. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah, I'll say him. And I don't know why I left Chris Brown with his abusive stuff, but don't <laughs> do him like that. But listen, I thought I was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, he could hit. I said, uh, uh-uh. uh. He hit me one time. I'm, I might let one slide now. One slide Wait now. But we don't have to fight. Especially when it's two men, it's different, though. Come on. Like you got to be careful. People who don't call the cops when it's two men. You got to be careful. But when it comes to Chris Brown, just briefly to speak on him, like hearing his story, hearing him talk about the stuff that happened with Rihanna, um, him having a child, mm-hmm. hearing the way his music changed yeah, is who he is. That's right. why I stopped listening to his music. I was like, oh, I don't vibe with this. That's not who I am. If he's changed, yeah. But hearing what his friends have said about him, I feel like the industry kind of took him and put him in a jar and was like, shake, 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 mm. shake, shake, shake. Wow. And I felt so bad because he was so young. Yeah. And it's he's just got caught up into all of it. Mm-hmm. There's no excuse for some of his behavior, but it's Mm-mm. unfortunate that we can't help. You really, you can't change. Right. You can't help people unless they do it for themselves. Right. Yes. And I've, I was also afraid of that going into the industry. That's why I didn't go into um, uh, reality TV. I was wow. like, I'm afraid. I'm like, I might get into a situation and do something that I have no business doing, trying to get ahead or right. trying to stick in with a crowd. And I was just like, nah, that ain't me. Even right. though I never did it, I just felt like at that level, maybe I could be persuaded. Just, right. Mm-hmm. And it was like a fear of mine. Wow. So... I don't have a celebrity crush really because I'm engaged, but you know, the Lord gave me eyes to look. Sorry, right. Tay. Um, <laughs> but there is one guy. He is on How to Get Get Away with um, Murder. Murder. Oh. And he is um, Sam Keating's son. Oh, I gotta look him <laughs> up. Look at his name is um like Rose something Flynn, but he I forgot his name on this show. But Lord, oh, is he, he is high? Beautiful. Is he high? Beautiful. Mm. He can sing, he mm. can act, he can dance. Oh, I'm gonna get the full package. I cannot remember his name. Must not be that important. I'm but it's like for that. Romo or Romero or Ro- I don't think it's Romeo, mm. but it's something Flynn. But look him up on How to Get Away with Murder. He's Sam Keating's up. son. I can't remember what his name is, but again. Oh, I'm gonna find him. That oh, <laughs> I find him. When, find I, him. when I see his stuff, I'm attacking him. I'm find him. <laughs> 
Tag me. Okay, so I got a few quick questions. So, little fun questions about some okay. celebrities. Who would you choose and why? I feel like these are some people that um, okay. everybody always talking about. So. Okay. Idris Elba or Morris Chestnut, a.k.a. Ricky? Mm. Idris Elba. Idris? Idris can probably it too much to of my Morris. dad. It used to be Morris back, like, best man back but Morris then. Ain't, to me, Morris is not aged. He looks exactly the same to me. And I, sometimes I'm looking at him, I'm like, God. But remember, Morris? I told you I like that daddy. You do, you do. I and, like that. And, and Idris, he is definitely on a daddy stage. Mm. He got a new movie coming out that looks like, and it literally looks like Black James Bond is what they called it oh, in yeah. the movie. Yes. Because I, I don't know if you remember the conversation they were having about him playing James Bond. And people were like, James Bond can't be black. So they made a new movie, I think, that they're going to start mm. just because of like some of that. I got to go see my man. Okay, so Michael Ely or Terrence Howard? Michael Ely. Period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> period. <laughs> period. Period. Yes. I remember. I, I, well, I remember when everybody was like, "Oh, Michael Ely is so gorgeous," and I used to just be like, "Oh, them eyes." Sure. Oh my god! It wasn't until he was older mm-hmm. and mature and like this relaxed person, I was like, "Okay, yeah, okay, I see what y'all cooking. I smell what the Rock is cooking." Yes. Okay, so do you watch Empire? Have you ever? I have. So, the Lion Brothers, Jamal, Andre, or Hakeem? Mm. Wow, that's hard. There's some handsome sons. <laughs> they did. Let me see. Hakeem? I can't stand his character. I mm. can't stand his character. Yeah, he's a damn trip, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to say Andre. Mm-hmm. But okay, so, all right, we're going to take it to our... um. Liked her skin hues. Uh-huh. Johnny Depp or Leonardo DiCaprio? Mm. You know, Johnny is a bad boy. Johnny is a bad boy. Ooh. Pirates of the Caribbean. I don't know something about... Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp? And yeah. they are both really, really good actors. They are really Who good. Who do you like more? Oh, my God. Who do you think is a better I can't say. I can't. I feel like Leo cannot. Got more awards, but I feel like Johnny's character. Johnny, you don't play characters that get nominated for movie awards, right? But he is an amazing actor. I've been watching both of them for. They're both good. They both started very young. They're both good. I said, look, I knew you ever seen What's Eating Gilbert Grape? No, I haven't. So it's a movie. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh my gosh, I I didn't even think of this. Leonardo DiCaprio is in it, and guess who plays his older brother? Uh Johnny Depp. Mm, I, mm, I wouldn't even mm, think about it. Look how the Lord works. See, come on. And Leo had Asperger's. It's a mild form of autism. Right. I still had a crush on him. I said, that's when I knew. I was like, oh. well, you know, how I was like, I, I, Lord, mm. I said, this boy can barely talk, and I got a cr- I'm over here crushing on this kid. <laughs> okay, so Trey Songs or Luke James? Luke James. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And that boy can sing. Ooh, did can. you see his Tony Braxton tribute? I did not. I gotta see it. You gotta go. When you listen to this, go back and see everything I told you to see. Ooh, listen. Do, do I gotta Soul get my Train list Awards. out? Do I gotta get my list out? Trace uh, the the Soul Train Awards. He did a. He sang um, what's that? Her biggest song, "I Break My Heart." Mm-hmm. And when it, when the song came on, I saw a man coming. I was like, uh, mm-hmm. hold up. Mm-hmm. Slave. I dropped tonight. my phone. Don't let me give me some wine tonight. Me and, and Trey dropped. We were like, my uh, mouth dropped to the floor. To I the was floor. like, uh, did this boy really come out here and sang his face off like that? He sure did. Mm. Okay, last one. Mm. I didn't know who to compare this person to, so we could just talk about him. Mm. Drake. Oh. Drake. Drake is 
You know, honestly, I never really had a crush on him. I never was into Drake uh, until like recently. I was like, you know, what? I just like his voice or something like that. I don't know. What he it got is. bars. He did. No, he got into that little stuff about him having I a ghost mean, Drake writer. Is, I'm like, I mean, he could get it now. He good. I think Drake but, is beautiful, and I love his the way he does his business mm-hmm. and how far he's come. I was look, listening to um, Matthew Knowles. Mm-hmm. I have to send you the link for this. He was talking about like colorism and racism in right. the music industry, and he was talking about um, crossover artists. Okay, and they were talking about how Drake. Um, didn't didn't take long for Drake to become a, a crossover artist, mm-hmm. and I w- they were talking about Lil Wayne. They said it took Lil Wayne a lot longer because you know dark skin guy, light skin guy. Okay. And I'm like now on top of that, when Lil Wayne became a crossover artist at the absolute top, Drake came in, so wow. he already was crossing over uh-huh. and just went leaps and bounds from wow. there. Wow! But that was also a good interview. And I, when I was listening to it, I was thinking, I was like, we all love Beyonce, but she learned her work ethic a lot from her father, mm. from her father, from her father. Because he, he, I want to read his book. I actually listening to the interview. I was like, you know what? That I think girl, I want to read his book. I'm not a part of the Beehive, but I'm gonna tell you, that girl is she bad? She is a. Mm. She's a well-oiled machine. It's so much more than her music to me. Why I love her. It is. It is. And a lot of people. And I'm a. I watched the home homecoming. Going, mm, homecoming on Netflix. <sighs> and a lot of people was like, "Oh, she's not. You know, she don't believe in God and da da da, da like that." I'm like, "Huh? I don't know. Like, she talks about her of, faith all, all the, the time. time. From the time she like, my thing is like, we literally have watched Beyonce grow up. Yeah. The, there's so many videos, but we watch her grow up from a child, and she has taught her family talks about her faith. But yeah. even though what comes out of their mouths, we just believe people just believe right. in whatever else they hear right. about her in the Pers- Illuminati. Like, right. Let's like, be great. really, guys. Do you remember who the Illuminati was? It wasn't no brown skin people. They it's just like, why did you think? It's, it's right. like they think that you people sold their souls to. Um, achieve success. I was like, right. wow, that's really a slap in the face on so many levels, but it's just discrediting all the hard work that they are actually putting in. Oh, exactly. It's like right. they had to sell that. She had to sell her soul to just become famous. No, no. Beyonce was not always a a great singer. You can listen to her first albums with Destiny's Child. Okay. And hear her progress. Right. She was not always great. That's she, she was not she, ready to be a soloist. She wasn't ready yet. And she worked. That's the thing I love. She I worked like, her tail sometimes off. I to her, sometimes what they like, say? Ooh. She was running. They. Her she dad used to like make her run on this um, six miles and she six would sing. And sing. I remember hearing that. I'm like, I need to do that. Right. And like I said, I like her hard work and what she has done for people of color. Yeah. I feel like she gets, I feel like her, LeBron, people who are doing things for our mm-hmm. community. Right. They're giving get back. Get the most like trash from mm-hmm. the community. People are like, y'all back. hate them? They're giving back though. She gives back. Right. Mm-hmm. And they make it, like I said, when she did that 50th anniversary for. Um, the Black Panthers. Mm-hmm. She did formation on the um, at the halftime show for the, um, the NFL. Mm-hmm. Do you know I play tennis? Oh, so I and I play tennis for real. Boom. So I have friends who are in their forties, fifties, mm-hmm. and they're white. Mm-hmm. And they thought that the Black Panthers were the equivalent to the KKK. And I'm like, you were alive. Oh my god, you didn't. But. We live in different worlds. We do. And people who have that status of um, inspiration Mm -hmm. and influence 
do have a responsibility to lead the masses. Yeah. Now, you don't always have to take it. Mm-hmm. But the ones who take it are putting their livelihoods on the line. Yeah, exactly. Her and Jay-Z are doing something great. The way the reason they started title is for you to start, you the artist, so you get your money. Mm-hmm. They want you to get paid. That's right. And as it should be. And to me, I'm like, for people to hate on them the way they do, I'm like, they're literally, it might not be me personally, but they're looking out for people like me who do want to be in the industry. Mm-hmm. So... So when people, I so I used to get so mad mm-hmm. to defend them, and I'm like, I would defend it like just like if somebody says something disrespectful about a, a civil rights activist, yeah, about somebody trying to do something good for people, and you hate them because of why? We ain't gonna get all the way into that. Right. So we asked our little questions. I got a few more things I wanted yeah. to ask you. Okay. We're gonna wrap it up. And one thing I didn't want this episode to be about really was like our sexuality, right? Because we've been there. We done that. We are who we are. We are who we are. But I, I will say that knowing you, and just like you know, like being around the city and being able to tell, yeah. like who else may be like myself. Yeah. Like growing up, it was always I always felt like I kept an eye on those people. Mm-hmm. Just so I'm like, yeah, I was ready, watching I, how they watching how they watch how they work because yeah. I wasn't ready to jump out by myself. Wow. I would have did it with a, a group of people. I'm like, we can all do this together. So, question. I have a question for you. Yes. When did you come out? After Sheldon came out. Very. Really? When he said he came out. I so was how like, old were you? I was like twenty. I think I was like twenty-one. Like so. This is kind of recent. Yeah, I'm. I'm twenty-nine this year. So yeah. So seven years ago. So yeah. Wow. I, I waited. I think I was twenty-two. But wow. Sheldon, he had come out like the summer before me, and wow. that was my boy. We was going everywhere together. Boom, you know? just yeah. I was like, well, I, as soon as he told me, I was like, oh, so you just gonna make me come out? He was like, why you say that? I'm like, I don't got no choice now. That we had crazy. Wrote the journey together. I felt like me and Sheldon started that journey together, together, and we were literally there for each other. Wow, the whole time. I would say like I've never like had like a coming out. It was always like one of those things was like. What's understood doesn't need to be explained. Like, I never said, like, mm, I'm gay. You know? It was just like, oh, it's Curtis. I, he's, I, just, he, he's just him. I felt like I had to. Really? Because, like, I played sports. Okay. So, people used to talk about it, like, my whole life. And right. then, like, my brothers would talk about it. And right. When I went to boardman schools, I was walking around kissing little boys and girls. It wasn't until I went to Sheridan on the South Side uh-huh. that I realized how bad... The perception of like gay was. Yeah. I was telling boys that I liked them in elementary school. Right. Even at Sheridan until I realized how bad it was. So then after the years of, you know, at the church I went to and the people that used yeah. to say things, I was like, it was so negative to me. I felt like I needed to announce it. Yeah. So even when I told my brother, he was in shock. I was like, boy. <laughs> like, don't act like you ain't that. And I right. understood from some people how what the fears were. Mm. I had an uncle who died oh, in 95 yeah. and he had HIV. Okay. And of course they ain't tell me till I was 21 so years 21. old. 21 mm. years old. I'm like, wow. don't live him through me. Right. Don't live him through me. Right. I'm so sad yeah. that I didn't get to know him. Yeah. I wish he was here. Yeah. To Help right. me to be able to, to be, speak right. with me. Yeah. And just to be there. I mean, that was my uncle. Exactly. I just remember very few moments with him. Right. Wow. But they were really good moments. But I was like, why wouldn't y'all tell me? Right. I felt like that could have done something for me. I couldn't have felt so alone. I, I felt know. Like, they, I guess they were maybe 
more so were trying to feel like they were shielding you from, right. you know, because especially like HIV and AIDS and stuff like that, us as homosexual males, we have to educate ourselves on it and know how to protect ourselves. We feel like just because we can't have kids, we don't need to use protection. Right, we have but you to. Need, the protection is just not from having a child. Honey, it ain't from that. At least go get checked with the person you know. Whatever. And, like, and yes, know your status, know your status. Know your status. Yeah. Listen, I had a wide awakening because I felt like I got lucky and escaped yeah. Yeah. not catching the virus. Yeah, right. And I know people who have it and there was a movie that like it, it broke my heart. Um, it was called When We Rise. It was mm-hmm. it came on like in March of like 2017 or 2016, 2017 I think, and it was about the AIDS epidemic. Okay, Harvey Milk and um, certain activists rising up. And when I saw the first outbreak, mm-hmm. to me it looked like um, it just looked clearly as it was intended to do what it did to wow. the group of people. Yeah, and I just broke into tears. Wow. I spent about a year and a half breaking into tears randomly. Wow. Dealing with my sexuality. Yeah. Not knowing that I was still dealing with stuff. I was 27. Wow. So I'm like, I thought I was over this stuff. Why am I crying? Why am I bursting into tears all of a sudden? Because you didn't deal with it, yeah. And then realizing that I had been affected by the um, Mm -hmm. epidemic with my uncle, I didn't even think about how the close ties had to me and my family and maybe why they thought about that. I I'm like, y'all could have talked to me about that. Like, like I said, I was 21. Yeah. I was like 19 when they finally was like, yeah, he was gay. I was like, I knew he was gay. Right. Oh, right. <laughs> I can see like, it in the I pictures. Right. I, can t- <laughs> I can see it in the pictures. That's yeah, I can tell. Yeah, right. when is your birthday? October 3rd, 1990. So we're both Libras. Yes, when's your birthday? September 28th. <laughs> it's our birthday a couple days apart. Yeah. 1990, we the same age. Why didn't I know that? Uh, Hmm. Look at that. Look at the same energy. I swear. Yes, yes, I knew it. Yes, I knew it. Me so much life. Right. I was so proud of you. What I wanted to tell you, I wrote down a note for it. Really? So I think that you have the makings to be a super mogul. You have the ingredients to build your perfect empire. You have charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. And I got that from RuPaul. I like that. But... You're also a singer. I wanted to talk about that. You mm. sing. Like I said, Ooh. you do so many different things. And watching shows like RuPaul, watching these shows, these reality shows, made me realize that I was more than just a singer. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can do everything. Wow. Yeah. You have so many talents. We have so many hidden talents in us that we don't even know. And as far as like us growing into ourselves and learning ourselves more... It's like, we are like, wow, like, I didn't know I can do that, or I didn't know I can do that this Or well. have the faith, or, or believe have the faith yes. to do it. Right, yeah. But we'll believe in somebody else's dream and be right there supporting right. victims, right. giving money. That's I'm like, me. give that to yourself. Wow. Give that to yourself. My grandfather, I said, I wish I was, he's the most unbothered man. <laughs> right. <laughs> he is the most unbothered man. He is in his 70s, so you know what the life he lived in, the times he lived in. He yes. is the most unbothered man mm. I know and I wish I could be as unbothered by him as he is yes I like that he told me he was like you gotta put yourself before everyone I was like mm-hmm. I know but I said it's hard he was like you gotta do it even before family yeah and he's like so you have to be able to help yourself before you can help anyone yeah. else and when he was telling me that I was like it's just so hard grandpa but my grandfather is the realest person I know one time he got sick he had to have surgery right wow yeah I'm a grown man, but I was crying. I was crying at work. He had to call me and calm me down. Right, that's your papa. He made me give myself a speech. He said, James, because he does not raise his voice. James, Mm. 
Mm. Yeah, Grandpa. <laughs> James, <laughs> what's wrong? I'm crying because you. He's like James. You already know. You live. You're born. You live, and you die. Wow. I, I gave myself a whole speech and calmed myself down. I was just like, oh, I can't me, stand you. He why gave you, it to you as real as he could. I was like, why you got to do that to me right now, Grandpa? Can we cry for a minute? He's right. like, no. Uh. He's like, I have a job to do. Yeah. I'm going to do it to my dying day. I'm like, I can't stand you. But he is the realest. Him and my dad, those guys are like brain and like then it was like bronze. My dad mm. was like, they both grew up in different times. Okay. But right. they kind of had street smarts in different ways. In different ways. And my right. dad was more of a get it done with your hands. Yeah. <clears throat> Type of guy. Heart worker versus my grandfather figuring out more with his mind. Right. Heart worker. Yeah. So I'm so glad I had those two different contrasts as men mm -hmm. growing up. And wow. then like me, like I was the most worried about my dad dealing with my sexuality because he hardcore yeah. 300 and 0 in the streets. Yeah. As he used to right. say. <laughs> so I was like, oh my gosh, I just don't want to disappoint him. My grandfather, like he, he came up to me and we talked about it mm -hmm. and I was just like, you know, it was nothing with it was just like and my whatever. grandma and it was just cool. And Again, with my mom, my mom was so close with her brother. She mm -hmm. it's just like she was afraid to see the same thing happen to her son. So I definitely understood. So when my dad was like cool with it and my parents, I was like, oh, can't nobody tell me, me nothing. Can't nobody Listen, tell me You are so free. Like you're such a so free spirit. I let, like every time I see you and it's just like. It's always a good vibe. I feel it's, the same about you. Right. I love I love that. Like every remember, I'm like, all right, James, are you like, hey honey, just uh, you know, I love that. I, I, love, I love bringing that. out other people. I love to yeah. be able to do that for people because it wasn't always that way. Yeah. And one of the reasons I was so depressed after I got happy is because mm. I couldn't believe that I hated myself. Like when I realized I had self-hate, like I hated myself. Wow. Thinking about it broke my heart. I was like, wow, I hated myself all of these years because of how I thought other people was going to wow. feel about me. Listen. And then I got mad around other people. I'm like, y'all let me feel this way? Wow. I was just mad. I was angry. I was just yeah. shouting out. I was posting about stuff all mm. the time. But I felt like I needed to express myself. Yeah. And this is another another platform That's that we right. need to express ourselves. Uh -huh. It always won't be about gay stuff. People always assume that, oh, you gay, you're going to talk about gay stuff. I'm like, I'm also black. I'm also a man. I'm also a singer. I'm going to talk about a lot of a stuff. Lot. There's a lot of topics that you have. Yes. And under this, you know, we are minorities. Yeah. So then black, being gay, then being black, gay, feminine, mm -hmm. which I embrace fully. I do too. Listen, I love it. I am we all I have am. the same characteristics. We have, am, we have both characteristics. People don't like to embrace them. I'm not fighting. Listen, I'm not. Because I'm not going to be who, I'm not going to alter who I am and where I am comfortable just to please you. Listen, my life quote is be who you want to be, not what others want to see. And I have it on my chest so you know it's real. I like okay? that. You better Listen, do it, Jay. You got to. And I just encourage other people to do that. I don't try to force them or rush them. Mm -hmm. But I encourage, I'm like, please do it sooner than later. It will be so much better for you. Yes, I know our journeys aren't exactly the same, and it does not just have anything yeah. to do with your sexuality. Yeah. It could be for anything. anything. We get categorized and criticized for so much. Mm -hmm. You got to live your life. Or you like, yeah. I feel free. And when people, other people say that, I'm like, it could be you too. I feel like a car salesman. It could be you too. It could be you too. <laughs> yes. Like so, that. is there anything else that you want to say? You want to ask me? You want to put out there? You let them know your social media, your website, your um, information. Okay, so my um, Instagram. If you're on Instagram, you can follow me. It's C So Chic. I know it's kind of weird of how to spell it, um, but it's easier to find me on Facebook. If you're on Facebook, Curtis A Jones. A period. A period. 
Jones. Yes. Yeah, so I did have one more question. Mm -hmm. If you could be a master stylist for anyone, mm -hmm. who would you like to do that for? Who would it be? It can be current. They could be dead. Anybody. Mm. Wow, that's a tough one. If I could be a master... Okay, so I will say this. Anyone knows me, they, they know that my specialty in here is short hair. I would love to be a master stylist for Fantasia. Ooh. That girl is so bad now. Ain't she the same background? Yes. What's the guy's name? James. I don't know if his last name is Taylor, but James. He was doing Tamar's hair and he ended up singing. Right. With her. Listen. He, he's why I say greetings. I would love to be singing background for Fantasia. Listen, and that's the thing, like, I always tell my friends who are singers, I'm like, so you're a singer, you're a great singer, you can dance. I went to an audition in New York City one time, they said, are you a singer and a dancer? I said, no, I'm just a singer, because I saw people when they're stretching and who probably have technique, right. but all choreography doesn't call for that. Mm -hmm. I am a dancer, so I had to start saying that, I tell other, uh, yes. all my friends, you're not just a singer, you're, you're a, a dancer. dancer, you're an actor. Yes. Because when you're when you're dancing, you're emoting. Yes. You're an actress, you're an actor. We are more than what we think we are, and we got to keep remembering that. Uh, so we gonna close on that good note. Ladies and gentlemen, Curtis A. Jones. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm so I sorry I have one more question. I love you. I know you probably don't have time, but I wish you could audition for Dream Girls. Oh my God. Oh my, I would love to. Wow. Our dishes are June 10th and 11th. June 10th and 11th. Mm -hmm. You know what? I'm really going to give that deep thought. Give I, a deep thought. I, we I miss work doing around schedules. That. You may not be called every night. Okay. As always, we do shows. It's community theater. We can work around schedules. I, I would like love that. to have you a part of that. Okay. I think it would be a great experience, and I think it would be fun for you, too. Oh, I think so. I, I think I'm it's really going to do it. It's dream girls. It's dream. We are dream girls. Yes. Yes, yes. Okay, that's it. So thank you so, so much. Thank and this you is for just having one me. of many interviews I hope to be having. Thank you very much. This has been The Third Degree with James Major Birds and Curtis A. Jones. Peace.